Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's Insight Assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One. Yes, we are back after a week away, and we'll have another week away next week. But the matchmaking hats are back on following UFC Vegas 61. We zucked ya. Get it? We zucked ya? Yeah, I know, right? I still have an icky feeling about that. But we did have a big win in the main event for Yan Nan. A lot of questions on... What's next for her opponent, Mackenzie Dern, along with some other notable names from the card. Plus, we'll get to your suggestions as well. But I am Mike Hackett. Joining me as always, the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the Prince of Positivity, and my best friend. So, if you mess with him, you mess with me, Mr. Alexander K. Lee. How are you, buddy? Yeah, thank you, my best friend. That's a, that's a strong message to the haters out there. The increasing, you know, they always say if people are hating on you that you're doing something right, but I, I don't want that. I'd, you know, if that's what it takes, I'd rather be doing it wrong, man. I don't want, I don't want haters. Please, people, <laughs> positivity only. Uh, even when it comes to discussing, you know, somewhat. Uh, I think the kids would describe Saturday's card as mid. Yeah, Mike. It wasn't. Chi- you have a hip child. Is your child? You would. Your, is that what your child would say? No, he uses the word sus a lot. He doesn't okay. use mid. Sure, among us, yeah. It's not. It wasn't mage. Shout out to MJF. Um, I think mid is maybe MJF's as well. At least he's yeah, taking he, credit for it. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a fan of it. Yeah. Yes, I would say you know, just to kind of break down the fourth wall, we were having an internal dialogue on how to headline oh. our post fight show, and uh. we were discussing whether or not to use was this the worst fight card of the year. And we felt like worse was a little too strong. So we actually landed on forgettable and which means not the worst, but it's not one we're going to be talking about the end of the year outside of maybe Zuckerberg, just taking the whole apex for himself, which I hope we to never speak about again, but we, I, I ended up feeling bad about it. It was our YouTube headline for like three minutes. And I was like, nah, I think there were more forgettable cards than this one. But sure. the fact that this one's in the conversation just says a lot about what UFC Vegas 61 was. 
I think we used that. I almost feel like we used the headline for a UFC card earlier this year too. I can't remember which one. We used it last year. We used it last, used year. last year. Yeah. Which card? Which card is who had headlined by? I don't remember. I was. I don't even mean, but yeah. Home Home Vieta. No, I want to say it was maybe. in December. Was it the Derek it, Lewis Christakis card? It feels somewhat recent. Yeah, that's why I thought maybe that's why I thought it was not recent to say within the last twelve months. Maybe that's why I thought it was this year. Yeah, because I remember seeing that headline while I was on an airplane, and then I listened to it on the way back to South Carolina. And I think it was after it was the same weekend as the Jake Paul Tyron Woodley fight. I'm uh, I'm just looking at the. Uh, but I, I have to. I, I don't know if that's correct or not. I'm just looking at a list of UFC events now. Man, this is a lot of events. Hold on. There's a lot of events. Oh my gosh. I just I just saw it too because I was doing research on like when we used that one. Uh it was UFC Vegas 43. It was the Ketlin Vieira Misha Tate card. Oh, Ketlin Vieira Misha Tate. Okay. No, not That's what it was. home. Right. Okay. That's bad. Uh nine more events, Mike, before the end of the year. Nine more. We got a little bit of spacing between some of them, but man, it's a lot of events. Some it bangers, is. some bangers. I'm not complaining, some bangers, but boy, that's a lot of events. Yeah, I think all eyes are on UFC 280. Uh, before we get to the matchmaking, first off, I got a lot of questions about this in the DMs, so right off the bat, I'll just get this out of the way. Uh, sending positive vibes to those who were affected by Hurricane Ian because it ravaged a lot of areas, especially in Florida. I know some places in North Carolina took a little bit of a beating, but from what we were told by our local government here in the low country of South Carolina... They used the words, we dodged a bullet. So we were actually okay. Not much. We just got some wind and some rain. On Friday when they said things are going to get really bad, my kid was actually out riding his bike with his friends later on that afternoon. So we got really lucky. My parents who are in just, just in the Orlando, Tampa, Florida area, they got away pretty much scot-free outside of some rain and wind. But I, I was looking at videos of Fort Myers. They got absolutely crushed. Naples got crushed. I know Charlotte, North Carolina took a little bit of a beating. So I know a lot of other people are still dealing with the aftermath of that hurricane. So if, if that's you, hopefully this can give you a little bit of an escape for an hour or so. But my heart goes out to all of you. Hopefully everything gets fixed. Your power comes back on. You can go back to normal things. But I just wanted to start the show off with that, my best friend. Well said. Well said, sir. Yeah, of course. I, I echo that sentiment. Tough to transition, but let's start with... Yan Jaunane, okay? And before I get into everything, you are the king of robbery reviews. You are a robbery review guru oh. here for MAFighting.com. And sure. let me just let me just start here. I'm not implying in any way that this was a robbery. Not at all. If anyone deserved to win this fight, in my opinion, it was Yan Jaunan. However, yes. I felt like this was a draw. I felt like it was a draw. I gave... Mackenzie Dern, a 10-8 fifth round because it was one-way traffic. And I know some people have an argument against that. But if we were to give Aljamain Sterling a 10-8 round against Piotr Jan at UFC 273 or in any round, it is certainly more than fair to give Mackenzie Dern one in the fifth. I didn't give her one in the second. I thought she dominated the round. I didn't think it was enough for a 10-8. But Mackenzie Dern was very close to finishing that fight multiple times. She had her in tough spots. She basically had her mounted or had her back for literally four minutes and 50 seconds of that round. So to me, the dominance, the duration, the UFC stats don't really tell the entire story. No. I thought Mackenzie Dern landed 
pretty much all the damage in that round. They weren't like big, humongous, significant, potentially fight-ending strikes. But to me, if Mackenzie Dern just kept punching, she might have won. She might have got a stoppage, but she kept going for the submission. I didn't give her one in the second, like I said. I know some did. Jed Bashu actually scored the fight for Mackenzie Dern, giving her two 10-8 rounds. But to me, this was a draw, but I'm not totally against Jan winning the fight. So I'm curious, did you score it a draw or did you score for Jan? Uh, I scored it. I would have gone. Uh, what's the math if I go 10 eights for Dern in round two and round five? Uh, you scored it 47 46 Dern. That's a Dern win. That's what Jed did, right? Yep. Uh, I guess I'd have to lean that way. It just feels wrong, though. Like, I kind of like the draw. I- I'm pretty liberal. People just know I'm pretty liberal with 10 eights. Uh, I think if people look at Robbie Review, I'm consistent with that. Um, the big one for most controversial one I, I went with was the um, Aljamain Sterling Piotr Jan round two yeah. in their rematch. I thought that was a 10 8. So did I. Uh, and, and I think if I give that a 10 8, I think I have to give, I'd have to watch the second round again, I guess, between Dern and Jan again. But I think I would have to give her the 10 8 as well. She did, she did some ground and pound too, you know, not just going for submissions. There was ground and pound there. Uh, so I would lean towards giving me a 10 8, if only because also. We need to create like, you know, I'm a big fan of differentiating between like, you know, 10, 10 nines and 10 nines. Like there's so many 10 nines that just aren't the same. And like we have to find a way. Maybe it's adding the decimals, the uh, the half, you know, 10.9.5, 8.5s. Maybe that will help. I don't know. Until then, I think we have to use 10 eights more frequently. Uh, That said, on the feet, it's like if you look at round three. Like, Jan Shonan was landing some bombs on Mackenzie yeah. Dern. And I'm like, those shots she landed on Mackenzie Dern might have been the most damaging shots of the fight, arguably more damaging than whatever Dern landed on Jan Shonan in round two. And yet, of course, because it's, you know, the stand-up, unless we see, like, a real domination or close to being finished, it's hard for us to award a 10-8. So, th- again, as we said many times, there's just so many flaws to the 10-point must system and MMA. Um, so that's why for me, a draw feels right. Even though with my own scoring, I would have gone with sort of a strange 47, 46 score for Dern. A draw feels right. Jan Shonan, clearly the better fighter on the feet. Uh, Mackenzie Dern, clearly the better fighter on the ground. Credit to Jan for not getting submitted against one of the best uh, jujitsu practitioners in MMA right now. Credit to Dern for having an iron chin and really eating some shots that I'm surprised uh, she eventually recovered from because I thought... Um, she got rocked pretty bad and at some point was just going to get like TKO'd late in the fight. So a draw feels right. I had it for Dern. I got no issue with the set of scores that there were, the 248-47s for Jan. Um, as you said, it kind of feels like she won. It kind of feels like uh, if you're going by scoring by like, uh, you know, one championship rules, just scoring the fight as a whole, I'd probably lean towards Jan. Oh, for but, sure. Uh, but uh, but yeah, the way that scored the must system, boy, it really could have gone either way. So yeah, I think the draw, I think justice was, oh, sorry, it wasn't a draw. I think the one draw score was fine. And I think Jan winning was also fine. So I don't think there needs to be much controversy here. Yeah, I agree. But Jan gets it done. Like you said, she pieced Dern up on the feet. It was just night and day on the feet. And it was also night and day on the ground. But I will say Jan Janan defended very well. And I thought this was a Glover Teixeira, Yuri Prohashka type situation in my mind where Soon as Dern gets his fight to the ground, it's donezo. And Jan Jonan defended very well. She survives. That's probably the best word to describe it. And she wins the fight. So what's next? Where does she go from here? I think she's got to wait and take a really tough fight. She's got to really take a really tough fight. Uh, I don't know when Jessica Andrade is coming back, but I guess that's the way to go. I guess that's the way to go. 
She's not going to, she doesn't, she shouldn't have to fight back. There's a lot of tough straw weights behind her. I don't think she should. I'm sure she will. I'm sure if they throw one of those names at her, she'll be happy to take it. But she really should move upwards. Uh, again, she just fought Marine Rodriguez, so that can't happen. And then there's the Zhang uh, Rose, as far as that sort of triumvirate at the top that needs to be, I mean, that's not going to be shaken loose for a while. So just got Andrade it is, I guess, whenever, whenever she's ready. I feel like this might be a tiny trend, but it's kind of a good news, bad news situation for Yan Jonan because she gets her first main event. She gets a win. She looks pretty good, but it's only two roads here. It's either going to be a step back for her in the rankings and she has to take on like a young, hungry whippersnapper, or she gets a step up, which I think she's going to get, and it's not going to be a favorable matchup. So hashtag... Friends forever. forever. I think she's gonna have to fight Jessica Andrade, and yeah. it could be a tough night at the office for Yan Jonan. But who knows? I thought this was gonna be a tough night at the office for her as well, and at times it was. But she won the fight. I just don't know if she beats Jessica Andrade. So, but I think that's probably where it goes. But again, if Jessica Andrade stays at one, goes up to one twenty-five, because Lauren Murphy has said. I'll fight Jessica Andrade in Rio at 125. If Andrade's like, okay, bet, I'll do that, then Yan Jan gets to breathe a, a little bit of a sigh of, of relief and mm. maybe fight somebody else. But for Mackenzie Dern, I don't want to spend a ton of time here, but here's what I'll say before we talk about any opponents. I would, I would like to see her take some time off. I would like to see her take a year off and just... I know Jason Perillo is a fantastic coach, and I know he has done tremendous things for her. She has taken some big strides. I know her stand-up isn't very good, but compared to where it was when she first got into the sport and first got into the UFC, it's like completely different. It's way better than it was before. But she needs to find a wrestling coach. She needs to just focus on wrestling. I'd like to see her go to ATT for a little while and just go and do those Mako Mondays and just suffer through it. She needs to find a way to get land a wrestling style takedown because eventually if this, if her game does not evolve in any way from here, it's going to be just very clear on how to beat her. Just stay the hell away from the fence and just avoid being hip thrown. That's literally all that happens. But she like, if she could just shoot in and just, Find like a Danny Sabatello. Like just work with Danny Sabatello for like six months. He'll teach you how to do a freaking takedown. He'll teach you, teach you how to do a takedown from across the cage. But I would love to see her just focus on wrestling. Don't focus on striking. Don't do. Don't throw a punch. Don't throw a single punch in the next yes. year. Just focus on wrestling. Yes. Learn some takedowns. But I don't think that's going to happen. So unfortunately, I mean, she's going to get take a step back. She's probably going to get a a matchup she's going to be favored in, but tough. I think she's going to fight the winner of Angela Hill versus Emily Ducote. Ah, Mike, are you saying hashtag keep the martial arts apart for Mackenzie Dern? I mean, yes. I guess she'd be mixing, mixing wrestling and jujitsu, but for the most part, we're, we're saying yes, just wrestle enough. your ass off. Go to AKA, I, I, go, go somewhere else. Go to yeah. AKA, do whatever Kevin Holland did. Not saying his wrestling is, <laughs> but Kevin Holland's wrestling has improved quite a bit. His defensive wrestling has improved a little bit. Do whatever he did. Go to Extreme Couture, go to AKA, go to ATT, and just work on wrestling the entire time. And, and look, Mackenzie Dern, we have so much respect for the fact that she has tried to become a, worked, I shouldn't say tried, worked hard to become a more well-rounded martial artist. She clearly is not afraid to strike. She, like I said, she she just walked into some of those yawn shots and just got blasted and just went in for more. Uh, 
so again, all the credit. She's super tough. And again, she wants to strike. You can tell she wants to strike. She wants to be better at it. She wants to, you know, today that's that's what we're told. You need to be well-rounded to be a world champion. That's fine. Um, but I would like to see her work on keeping the martial arts apart if she just went like Damian Maya style. And before people say, well, Damian Maya, you know, was limited. It's like, well, he fought for like three, he challenged for UFC titles like three times. So that's pretty good. We want we want to see Mackenzie Dern fight for a title at least once, win or lose, just to get into a title fight. And you know the UFC would love that too. So yeah, take a year off, focus on training, spend time with your your adorable daughter, your super handsome husband, uh, and and just rest and recover. I mean, I know she said afterwards she wasn't too banged up from this fight, but uh, there was a lot of cumulative damage in there. And, and I say, by the way, I say this for any. I think we, we we're for anyone who thinks we're just singling out like Mackenzie Dern. It's like there's a lot of fighters we wish could take if they could afford to take a year off. Go for it. Take a year off. The uh, who, who's our man Calvin Cater taking that year off after the the Max Holloway fight, coming back looking like a million bucks against Giga Chikadze. Again, I understand not every fighter can afford to do this. Not every fighter wants to do this. Some people just love to fight. So Mackenzie Dern, whatever works out for you, you know, if you can afford to do it, and if you're will, and if you're happy to take the time off, it would be it would be really fun to see because yeah, she just has this great A plus skill, and she had that additional skill to complement it and and to to force opponents into that world she really could be a ufc champion like I, I i'm sure after last night everyone's like oh the door is closed it's not possible i still think it's possible but you're right mike uh the way she's fighting now there's a there's a very clear ceiling to this very clear uh she's never going to become i think well-rounded enough to uh, with her striking and everything to become that kind of champion but if she can become that dom- dominant you know she is a dominant grappler and add like excellent wrestling she really could become a US champion. I still believe it. Yeah, she doesn't even need excellent wrestling. She just needs wrestling, some wrestling, <laughs> any kind of wrestling. And she'll be she'll be very tough to beat. But uh, we'll see what happens, and we'll see where she goes from here. Oh, I sorry, I didn't even see my pick. Oh uh, yeah, uh, there you go. I, Michelle Waterson <laughs> Gomez. Sure. Yeah, I don't. I like I like that one too. I thought about that one as well. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent... You want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 
Bet.com. Co-main event, nice win for Randy Brown. Yeah. I will say this because it is me. He definitely cheated in the first round, and that cheating might have won him the fight, if we're being well honest. But yep. I, I totally stand by the momentum-changing fence grab, and I've, I'm not going to get into my whole diatribe, but I will say this. Keith Peterson's nickname is a lie. It's a lie. Exactly. He exactly. has accepted so much nonsense in 2022, and Randy did what he should do, what a rule is actually not a rule. He grabbed the fence. He won the round cleanly, and then he went on to win the fight. Now, had Francisco Trinaldo landed that takedown, he might have lost that first round. But you know what? Oh, yeah. He did the right thing. It was very. It was a wily veteran move, in my opinion. And now he's got four wins in a row in the welterweight division. So what is next for Mr. Rude Boy, AK? By the way, that's the other thing Mackenzie Dern could do more is cheat. Oh, cheat your yeah, ass yeah. off. Again, like Jan Jan, from, from Mackenzie Dern was complaining. Apparently, Jan Janan cheated a little bit with some glove grabs. So the gloves, yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's the thing. Look, look, we talk about like her takedowns uh, usually happen against the cage. They could be even more effective if she grab, you know, if she's working for that takedown, grab the little fence there for leverage. Just cheat. Just cheat. Randy <laughs> Brown, I have no criticism of Randy Brown whatsoever. I know a lot of fans, there's some purist fans out there, but... This is the difference again between him winning his fourth straight fight, beating a very tough veteran in Francisco Trinaldo, picking up a, a co-main event win in front of Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> uh, and uh, getting his win bonus. And he's been around the UFC for a while, so his win bonus probably pretty substantial. Probably does not feel good to miss out on uh, that extra paycheck. So, Randy Brown, hats off to you. You know, uh, Trinaldo, a very great, very good fighter, very tough guy to get by. He pulled it off. I'm going another veteran for Randy Brown. Um, I think a lot of people might not have been super excited by that win. Like I said, solid win, solid win. Maybe not like a signature victory for Randy Brown. So he's got to keep climbing. He's kind of stuck just outside the top 15, uh, you know, in that top, uh, just outside the top 15, top 20 cluster. So I'll put him with another guy who's in there, uh, Gunnar Nelson. Just fun matchup. Yeah, interesting matchup. Just veteran guy, interesting style matchup. Another guy who's uh, uh Good striker, but also good grappler, well-rounded. So, like again, uh, I didn't go too high for Randy Brown. He has to kind of keep mixing it up with these guys and and hope one of those um, one of those top fifteen welterweights uh, opens up. When I when I thought about this one, I I thought for sure we we're gonna have a friends forever moment. I really did. I thought it was coming. I have to look at uh. Well, I know what you're gonna say. What am I gonna say? You're gonna say Mugakeza. No, I'm not gonna say. Oh Michael no, Chiesa. okay, that was a popular, that was a popular listener pick. All right, where are you going with this? I'm not gonna say Michael Chiesa. I'm going to. So, one of the things that I that I actually did enjoy about the card was that we had a battle for the 16th best middleweight in the world. Yes, we did. And I think we have a tie right now, potentially for the 16th best welterweight in the world. So I think it's time to break that tie. Jake Matthews needs an opponent. And oh. It doesn't look like he's getting a top 15 guy. So let's just settle the beef. Let's settle the beef for the welterweightiest welterweight in the UFC, <laughs> Randy Brown versus Jake Matthews. Winner gets a ranking spot. That's my pick. The stakes couldn't be any higher. Wow. The, I, you mentioned it. Yeah, it's like, it's funny. I still think of Randy Brown and Jake Matthews as, not, I mean, they're young. They're young. Both of them, neither of them are even 30 yet, I don't think. I think Randy Brown's 29. Jake Matthews debuted in the UFC when he was like 21 years old or something. And yeah, Randy Brown last night was his 14th UFC appearance, and Jake Matthews' last fight was his 16th UFC appearance. So even though they're young guys, man, they got a lot of lot of UFC, UFC experience, and both have really good records too. Uh, Randy Brown now 10 and four, Jake Matthews now 11 and five. Was this the um was this the pick before the show, Mike, that you were telling me I would 
Oh no. Oh, we're building up to that still. Okay. Oh no, there is there is there is the pick of all picks, and I'm so excited to talk about that. But that I is not now. That is a little I bit later imagine. on. Okay, I can't guess. I couldn't guess what you might be talking about. Okay, let's go to Hayoni Barcelos because mm. he just dominates Trevin Jones, and and I say this with all due respect, this fight was not competitive. I thought it might possibly get somewhat competitive in the second round, but it but it didn't get competitive. When you're out here dropping 30-25s on dudes. That was a hell of a performance. He bounced back nice, nicely from the loss to the real boogeyman of the 135-pound division, one Victor Henry. AK, I'm going back to the, to, to the tiny trend here. I'm going to play a little bit of good news, bad news. This is more like good news, good news, than really bad news with this pick because the good news is I think he's going to get what he wants. He's going to you know, take a few months off. Not too, too long, but he's about to be a dad, he said in his post-fight interview. Wants to fight on that Brazil card at UFC 283. And I think he's going to get that wish. The bad news is he's going to have to fight Umar Namagamadoff. And that is awful. So let's see if Hayoni Barcelos can create a new nickname for himself, the Namagamadoff killer. Because he's yes. already got win over one Namagamadoff. He took out Saeed. Yeah. And if he could beat Umar, that's a massive win. And he's off to the races. So that's my pick. What say you? The Namagamadoff hunter. No, they don't do they don't do hunter anymore. It's, Sakuraba was the only one who got the hunter. Name. I guess it's really hard. I mean, there has to be enough of a family for you to fight, and then you have to actually beat them. And then, okay, fine. Uh, yeah, I like Umar. Uh, I was so close. I actually almost broke my rule, and I almost booked a fight for uh, Frankie Edgar. I almost said Barcelos Frankie, mainly because I think Barcelos. I really like how many Barcelos. Uh, I don't. think think he has one punch like kill power which is good so again with i don't know where frankie is at this stage of his career who knows that barcelos certainly could and also barcelos super well-rounded there could be some fun scrambles frankie would get to mix the martial arts a lot in his last fight shoff is wrestling shoff is beautiful striking i just think it'd be a super fun fight and if he lost to barcelos in his last fight there'd be like no shame in it because i think barcelos is a really a budding contender and one of those guys who like is not ranked in our top 15 right now but skill skill for skill if he were in like a lot of other divisions, he's like a top 15 guy. Um, but I went with another veteran instead. So I still have not booked a fight for Frankie Edgar in many, many, many a, a months. Uh, Pedro Munoz. Let's just give him a veteran. Let's give him a, a guy who's kind of in a weird place. The O'Malley fight has left such a bad taste in people's mouths. Uh, he's on a losing streak. But again, that I don't know. They, he, I just don't view him that way. He, he definitely needs a win. But... Um, and he could beat Rahani Bosales. I don't know. I think it's a good matchup. So uh, I, w- I went with that. I got a lot of, I'm trying out a lot of veterans here. Trying a lot of veterans with my picks this, this, this week. AK, Sadiq Yusuf uh-huh. entered the octagon with a, with a bit of a chip on his shoulder. I said he fought angry. I think he definitely fought angry. He was fired up. He's ready to take out some aggression. He was supposed to fight Giga Chikadze a couple weeks earlier. Chikadze out of the fight. Enter New England's Don Shanus who I was told Shanus was actually offered the fight on that same card. And Don's like, come on, dude. Like, there's no way I can make that. I, there's no way I can make 145 in like, a, in like a week. It's just not possible. So they pushed it back a couple weeks. And Sadiq Yusuf fought like a minus 1,000 favorite is supposed to fight. He just beat the hell out of Don Shanus. And then he choked him and won the fight. So he wants to get back in there. He calls out the Korean zombie. So two questions. One, do you like that idea? And two... Do you still want to defend your very public pick of Don yeah. Shanus against Sadiq Yusuf? Uh, it went exactly well. I'll say Shanus fought exactly like he said he would, like we thought he would. He went, he went right at him. 
I mean, he went, he got in Yusuf's face. And then, but uh, I don't know if it was one of you or, or uh, I, I want to give credit to someone's analysis that, um, I want to say it was one of you guys, that Yusuf, he, his, his fast finishes that he had earlier in his UFC career, you know, came due to the aggression of his opponents, typically. Uh, so, you know, there was a thought that, well, if Shane comes out the same way, we will see sort of the less methodical Yusuf and then, you know, the, 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 the quick finisher that uh, he'd been in the past. Uh, and sure enough, that is what we got. Because um, he's a great fighter. He's right. There are levels to this. I still think Don Shane is actually pretty good. Um, uh, you know, funny guy in short notes like that is tough. And, and I, I think uh, he didn't have much of a choice, honestly, but, but besides just going at him. And it didn't work out this time. 30-second submission. Great performance by uh, Sadiq Yusuf. Uh, I got kind of lazy with this one, Mike. I mean, is it not possible to rebook? Because we don't know what Giga, Chikaga, Giga Chikadze's situation is, right? So I kind of just like treat this like a mulligan. Good for Yusuf for getting a paycheck uh, and a win bonus. Get another uh, W in that in that column. And uh, But the Chikadze fight was really made a lot of sense for him. And if he can, whatever's up with Giga, if that fight can be remade sooner rather than later, probably the way to go. Don't hate it. Again, a little too unclear. This is kind of a going back to the tiny trend, AK. Good news, bad news situation. He wants Korean zombies, not going to get it. Unfortunately, he's going to have to fight a dude who's just an absolute killer, undefeated, looking for a fight. Kind of in the same position that Sadiq was in not too long ago. He's in right now. He's supposed to fight Edson Barboza October 29th. It's Ilya Tapori, AK. And. Shout out to someone on Twitter who actually threw that idea out. I can't I can't remember who it was. But I saw a lot of because, that. Because, yeah, yeah I mean, I think Taporia, from all accounts, the UFC is still trying to find an opponent for him. And I feel like we're going to be in the same type of boat where Taporia is just going to fight whoever the UFC puts in front of him. And we're going to have a very similar style performance where he just runs this poor guy over. And, yeah, I, I think that's what's going to happen. I think they're just going to pair these two guys up before the end of the year. Or maybe in January. But yeah, Taporia fights, wins convincingly, probably gets a first round brutal knockout, and then he goes on and fights Sadiq Yusuf. That's a great fight. That's a great fight. I love that matchup. Should Yusuf have gotten a bonus? No. Because of the circumstances? I just think, I mean, maybe Dana took care of him outside. Maybe maybe the Zuck man threw him a couple bucks or something, threw him a couple, uh, couple of shares in the old FB. But yeah, I just... I don't know. He's the biggest favorite on the card by a, by a mile. I don't this know. Should, this should have been an everyone gets a bonus. Everyone who got a finish gets a bonus night. I mean, if they gave him one, I wouldn't be upset about it. But Because they did the two extra. They did, like, why only two extra? Yeah, if they if they were, like, we're only giving away two extra bonuses, then Sodi doesn't get one. Yeah, but why only do the Like, that's not the thing. Like, so they, everyone, everyone got a finish. Everyone who got a finish got a bonus except for him, technically, because uh, Santos and Castaneda also got a bonus for fight of the night. So literally, yeah, every, everyone who got a finish got a bonus. Did he shout out Skinny Bets? He, I think he was one of the people who shouted out. Oh, but, that's but, it. But, but, I, but I think some of the fighters, did Brandon Allen not do that too? Shout out some other, I don't know. That, that, there was a Oh, lot, yeah, he might have. He might have. There's a lot of, uh, if the UFC has a problem with it, again, as we always say, pay your fighters more. If you have a problem with them seeking sponsors that, you know, whatever you have an issue with, hey, maybe just pay them more money so they don't do that. But um, anyway, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, okay, it, it's fine. I, I, I'm sure if Casey were here, he would say, uh, oh, you don't get a bonus for submitting a guy on, you know, a UFC newcomer, a short notice guy in 30 seconds. Like you, you did what was expected of you. But it is funny that he's the only guy who didn't get a bonus. So 
that is uh, that is tough luck. But you're right, Mike. The good news is if they, they can maybe reward him with a big fight with Toporia, he gets another win. That's four check four checks in one month, possibly a bonus check that time. If he if he finishes Toporia, he's definitely getting a bonus check. So it could be five could be a five check month. Yeah. Yusuf, if he if he gets that fight, I let me just be clear. I don't think this fight happens October 29th. Mm. I think Taporia will fight somebody else oh. and just run over whoever he fights. <laughs> a very similar situation where he'd be like a minus thousand favorite against you know, whoever he you gets. Know who, you know who should step in and take that fight? Don Shanis. Yeah, of course. I mean, gotta get that, gotta get that, <laughs> gotta gotta get that one back, dude. Listen, and, and, and even if you're Don Shanis and you lose, that's a two check October. That's yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, he he might have made more. In 30 seconds that he made his entire regional run. <laughs> probably. Yeah, there's, probably. There's a very strong possibility. It was that nice. Was, to, that go wasn't ahead. your pick? That wasn't, that wasn't the... It's still coming? Oh, it's still coming. Oh, my We're God. not... We're getting closer. The we're listeners closer. are at a lather right now, Mike. Let's talk about... Speaking of skinny bets, let's talk about Mike Davis. Because he returned, looked pretty darn good against Slava Claus to open the main card. He looked fantastic. He basically fought the third round with one eye. I thought he won 30-27. 30-26 is fine. I didn't like the 29-28 at all. But, I mean, listen, especially when I found out how the rounds were actually scored. So If you wanted if you wanted to make a case that Slava Claus won the third round because he yeah. damaged Davis's eye, I ain't going to be mad at you. But the fact that the judge gave Slava Claus round two is an abomination. It's horrendous. It our old pal Douglas Crosby. I oh, Dougie. May have been involved. In this score, yeah, Doug, just go go back to Patty Mayonnaise and stop judging fights because that is <sighs> an egregious scorecard. That's that's horrible, just really bad. But Mike Davis comes back, twenty month layoff, made the most of the post fight promo time, cut a basically a thirty second promo radio ad on on the uh, the Skinny Bets website, and uh, it was a good win. I think this guy's super talented. He's been one of the most unlucky fighters in the company, AK. So I'm curious. Were you impressed with Mike Davis? And what would you like to see for him next after another another victory inside the cage? I was very impressed with Mike Davis, but I want to ask you, what was more egregious, Mike? Uh, Mike Davis's 30-second spot, ad spot, or Ilya Latifi's uh, uh, two-minute Hall of Fame <laughs> induction speech? <laughs> Ilya, no, Ilya well, Latifi, we, we love you. We love you. Paul Felder, we love you. Uh, Ilya, you got to know when you got to know when to, you know, kind of, yeah, Paul, you got to do a better job. Paul's, Paul's so good at that, but... We criticized Joe Rogan a lot. I almost guarantee Joe Rogan would have kind of found a way to interject in there. Not, and not like cut him off rudely, but kind of move on to the next part of the interview. I know Paul Felder's being very respectful, but yeah, at some point you have to... Because he, he thought he was actually going to retire. And he didn't right, exactly. retire. And if, exactly, if he's going to retire, I get Yeah, if you're Paul Felder, you're in a tough spot. If a guy's making like an official retirement speech, you don't want to stop him. You want to let him have his moment. But yeah, he kind of kept waffling. We, we At one I, point, he actually reached onto his glove and it looked like he was taking about to take the tape off. <laughs> and then he put the tape back on and kept going. <laughs> I hope they put that clip on. I assume it's on the UFC's YouTube because, like, you can. We literally just saw him, uh, Ilya Latifi, like deliberate on live television whether he should retire or not in front of all of us, like talking to himself, talking to Paul Felder, talking to the camera, like, should I, shouldn't I? And then at the end, we think didn't. We know he's a free agent or not. Yeah, he's going into free agency, but apparently not retired. So that was um. That but was not a fun moment. But that that whole retirement waffle wasn't even the most egregious thing of that speech. The most egregious part of that speech was the fact that he said he got a freaking staph infection two days oh, before the God. fight. Yeah, 
And we're all wondering, did he get cleared? Now what's up with Alexio Linick or any other fighter that went into the cage afterwards? Like, I'm sure they spray it down, obviously, but I mean... if a guy They went right to the next fight. Like, because there's nine... It was... um. What, what time was it? It was 6.35 Eastern. Yes. The main car was supposed to start at 7. They, had to do the they literally one. did the graphic for the next fight, and then they walked out and fought. I'm sure they did a little quick wipe, wipe down. They must have. <laughs> we didn't see on camera. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, there was a lot going on in that speech. Uh, if he had a stat infection, that's that's not good. Yeah, Mike Davis was very impressive. Uh, this guy's so good. Everyone's just saying he just needs to get healthy. He gets get healthy, get some luck with his matchups, get back in action. Um, really well-rounded guy. Uh, did the smart thing, which is, you know, use his wrestling in this case. He's an amazing striker. We've seen that, but use his wrestling against Lava Claus. So uh, very smart. Next for him, a lot of ways you could go. I want to see, I'm not quite ready to throw him up in their top 20. I'm, I'm keeping him a little bit just outside. I think he'd match up really well with Jared Gordon. Jared Gordon's kind of on a nice run. Uh, let's let's put those guys together uh, and see who can really make a statement that they deserve like a top 20 opponent. Because I think they're both close. I think they're both good enough to match up with a lot of those guys in the top 20. I just don't think they've, they're have they quite put together the run yet, but they're about like one win away. One win away, both guys. So I like that one. I like the pick. It's the wrong pick, but I like the pick because it is now time for the tease, AK. It is now time to reveal the tease because I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm pulling the damn trigger. I'm saying the name. And I'm saying the date, I'm saying the card, and I'm saying the location. December 10th, 2022, Las Vegas, Nevada, UFC 282. Mike Davis returns and takes on Patty the freaking baddie. This oh, is it, man. I this is this. it. How do you hate it? If I he wants, this. this is, if we're talking about rankings, no. Jamie, first of all, Jamie Malarkey's probably ranked higher than Mike Davis right now. So I'm just putting that out there. If he wants to make, if Patty Pimblett wants to make me and everyone else who doubts this man in any way a believer, you go and fight this guy. I don't even care if you win. Just go out there and fight this guy. You go out and have a competitive fight with Mike Davis, who, like I said, I have ranked slightly lower than Jamie Malarkey because of just, he just doesn't fight enough. And if he, if he beats Mike Davis... Heck of a morning on that Tuesday is going to be a Patty Pimblet apology the entire time. I'm on board. I'm doing it. This is the one. If we're not going to do this, this is this is it. If we're not going to do squash match Patty, which I have been an advocate for, just throw him in the London cards and let him run dudes over. If we're not going to throw him into a top 15 fight right now, we have to find somewhere in the middle. And guess who that person is? It's Mike Davis. This is the perfect step up in terms of rankings, in terms of meritocracy. And Mike Davis gets a big fight that he deserves. Let's see if he can overcome all of these bad luck and injuries. I think Mike Davis friggin' deserves this opportunity. So I'm doing it. I'm pulling the trigger. Mike Davis versus Patty Pimblett. Let's go. Let's go. Because no. it's a win-win. It's a win-win. No. It's a win-win for the UFC. This is I a win-win type of matchup. I appreciate you trying to get your fellow Mike a a red panty night as it were it's the correct i don't answer. love this matchup let me uh, i will I'll, I'll i'll jump ahead here to listen a listener pick quickly because you are now a hashtag friends forever with barry o'reilly barry o'reilly saying no way the ufc makes this the mike davis uh, pimble matchup but my reasoning is davis is a fun fighter looking for more followers uh if he loses uh, literally looking for more followers exactly and, 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 and good for you mike davis by the way 
uh, for campaigning for it because uh, I think it was I want to say it was Steffi Haynes on Twitter. I apologize if, if I'm if I miss uh, miss quoting, but I think it was Stephanie Haynes who explained like you know there's a lot of people going like oh Mike Davis shouldn't be begging for followers on 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 TV. It's like wh- why not? Why not? The UFC puts a lot of weight on social media following. It's it's true. So whatever. Mike Davis is hustling in the gym, in the cage, and he's if he's hustling on social media, good for him. He has to. That that they base a lot of it on that. It's 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 it shouldn't be that way, but it, it is true. Anyway, so uh, Barry goes on to say, uh, if he loses to Pimblet, it's a legit name on Patty's record. While if he was to beat uh, Patty Pimblet, he'd get a lot of hype and followers, and as someone the UFC can build as a potential star due to his fan friendly fighting style. In principle, I agree with what Barry's saying and what you're saying, Mike. But I don't think my, like the problem is Mike Davis has been gone for so long. His name has no currency. People don't know how good this guy is. Like your average Joe Schmo doesn't know how good this guy is. Um, and it's definitely not a squash match. Like we said, I I would favor Mike Davis, uh, and I would think he would probably end up as the underdog just because you know Patty Pimblet's the bigger name by fight night. But I would gladly take that dog if that's the case. I'd be betting, hypothetically speaking, I'd be betting Mike Davis all the way. Like I'd be taking if there's plus on Mike Davis, I'm going all the way. Uh, I just think Mike Davis is that good, and that's why. I, don't think he's the guy to put against Patty right now. Um, you're right. You're both right. It would give Patty a lot of credibility, but more so, I think among like the dedicated fans. I think the casual fans wouldn't wouldn't care. Like I think I think to the casual fan, Mike Davis is on the same level as Jordan Levitt, and and I don't think that's the case. Jordan Levitt's a good fighter. I think Mike Davis is a notch well above him, um, but I think people don't know that. I, I I just don't think his name has any cachet, and and I think it's it's a really dangerous fight for Patty, and I don't think he gain I don't think he gains a lot from beating Mike Davis. Uh, for for a majority of viewers, not us. So us, we'd be like, wow, this is serious. And I would love to see you on heck of a morning um, having to react to that. But I, I just don't think it resonates in the, in, a, in a grander sense. That That's my issue with the matchup. Mike. Listen, I, I get where you're coming from, but I mean, Jordan Levitt doesn't resonate that much outside of the twerking thing. Like if Jordan Levitt didn't have the twerk gimmick. Yeah. I mean, this but, would be no one less, care. But I think he was a lot less dangerous than I think a lot less dangerous. than. Yeah, Mike. but we got it. We got to get past. But we have to decide what we're going to do. Okay, we're either we're either giving him Tony Ferguson or we're giving him squash matches. You get if you're gonna build towards Tony Ferguson, he has to fight somebody. But the Tony Ferguson match, Tony Ferguson has a name. That's like Tony Ferguson. That's to me is makes more sense. He could lose to Tony Ferguson and be like, oh well, it's freaking Tony Ferguson. And if he beats Tony Ferguson, Tony Ferguson's a huge name. If he beats, if he loses to Mike Davis, again, people don't really know who Mike Davis is. Your average person doesn't know who Mike Davis is. If he beats Mike Davis, it's still the case. People don't know who Mike Davis is. They don't understand what a big deal that would be. Um, that's the thing. So that's why I, I want – if he's going to go against someone who like really has a chance to beat him, they need that name value. That's why I keep throwing that Tony Ferguson out there. I don't like it, Mike. We are we – are, we are, um, it's, it's the correct answer. And I, I, I apologize to all the listeners for that pick being built up so much. I know you're all as disappointed no, as I am. It's the one. I apologize on behalf of Mike. It's the uh, most not, used Patty Pimlet is the most used name on this program <laughs> by a mile. And this is this is the one. I I want to see if Patty would take it. I want to see if Patty would take it. I'll fight anybody the UFC tells me. Okay, fight this guy. Fight, fight him in Vegas. You bring your damn countrymen over. You'll be a star. You'll get put on the main card. It'll be a very big deal. People, let us know. Let us know. Let us know what you think. Let it slide into my DMs. Slide into Mike's DMs. You guys know how to reach us. Let us know what you think. We have to do a poll. We have to do a poll. We'll this. have to do a poll somewhere. Yeah. Uh, maybe you. I think you have more followers than I do. Maybe you tweet it. I'll retweet it, and then we'll we'll go we'll go we'll figure that out from there. But uh, yeah, I am curious because I hate that. I hate when I saw Barry send it to me. I hated it. I heard you say it, Mike. I hate it even more. I love you. I hate the pick <laughs> even more now. 
I hated I hate it as much as you hated Tony Ferguson, Patty Pimblett when that came up a few months ago. <laughs> I'm not a fan. Well, let's move on. Uh, let's, let's try. On. We'll try to. We'll try to. Yeah. Let's move on to. before we. I mean, do I win Otno if that's the fight? Uh, yeah. That's that's a huge. That's huge. If you if that happens, I will be like legitimately amazed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May fifth. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. So So the command center here is also my garage. So if my kid wants to go out and ride his bike, we got to open the garage and bring the bike out and... If he's done, we got to bring it back in. So when the door opens, if it's open for a long period of time, there's always like one pesky little pricky fly that always comes in. And this one's just driving me crazy. So if you've heard like little thumps throughout, it's me trying not to leave my desk and trying to smack this thing away. But he's quicker than a hiccup, baby. And I can't get him. And he keeps just like flying all around my head. It's driving me crazy. But let's go to the wild card round. One fighter we have not match made for yet. We will match make for them right now. AK, who are you going with here? Uh, I'm not going for a point here. I just need to make a go, go on a little rant. Uh, Chelsea Chandler, great debut, a very promising fighter. Uh, can we just have her fight a featherweight next? I don't care. Or fight a bantamweight. After. I don't. Mike, you again, you're 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 more, I think, you know, tuned in to, you know, what's going on with managers and just, you know, generally people on the inside than I am. Are, are are a lot of these women fighters who could fight at 145? Are they being told that there is no division? Like, don't fight at 145. We are we only promote 135, 125, 115. Like, I don't understand. Is is there an active like? Is the UFC kind of just like nudging fighters to make that drop down? Is, is there just are they t- even though there is a title in that division, are they just telling people don't don't actively go for it? I I, just, I don't understand. So I remember I I don't I think we. I think we broke this fight because Chelsea mm-hmm. Chandler was supposed to fight Leah Letson. Yes. And the fight was at Bantamweight. It was going to be a Bantamweight. And, I, think you're and right. yeah. I remember asking like both sides. I was like, is this like really the case? And they said, <laughs> yeah, it's 135. I was like, all right, I guess it's at 135. And so why? I don't know. I don't understand. Her, Leah Letson is a featherweight. Yeah. Her most recent fight was at 130. Was it 145? It's been a while since Leah Letson has fought, but it was at 145. Yeah. And Chelsea's a, a featherweight as well, but they were both Why willing we... to make the drop and, Why? you know, kudos to them. But um, I will say I have also picked Chelsea Chandler for wild card and I've actually okay. given her a featherweight fight. Okay. Please go ahead. Go ahead. Or should I go ahead? I'll continue my rant in a, in a moment, please. Norma Dumont. Just do that. Yeah. One. I'm yeah, fine. That's, that's logical. Like that's what they should do. They said on the broad John Anderson, the broadcast that fighting at uh, 145 was not an option. I think he meant specifically for this fight. I think. Um, I no, think wait. so. Yeah. Did he mean? Yeah, maybe Stolyarenko did not want to go up to 145 or didn't want to. Yeah, she's know. a bit because she's a bantamweight. So. But but it's weird. It's it, it, if you listen to the comment of that fight, there's a lot uh, or before and after the fight at least. There's kind of a lot of dancing around like even saying the word featherweight i don't know i don't i feel like there's some company mandate that they're just like we don't promote the featherweight division it's not a division that's why we want fighters to try and make the drop down but uh, listen and i have been number one people can see i probably commented on twitter i probably said on shows of saying 
there's a reason why like from certain like a lot of major promotions had not invested at women's featherweight um, for the longest time because there just wasn't enough talent that division or at least not enough fighters willing to go up and fight at 145. That is not the case anymore. I do think you could have a uh, a 20 to 25 woman uh, division in the UFC uh, with if some of the bantamweights go up, if they bring in some featherweights. Um, bantamweight right now only has, I'm looking, I think about 23, 25 going by my own rankings, uh, active fighters, maybe 30 if I'm not counting people who haven't debuted yet. At most, 30 bantamweights. So you don't need that many fighters to have a division, especially when you have a champion at the top of that division. There's a belt to go for. I just don't want to keep. I don't want to keep seeing these fighters, like, have to cut down if they don't. Like, why are we making Chelsea Chandler cut down? I don't understand. She's very comfortable fighting 145. Macy Chiasson was very comfortable fighting 145. Why are they only going for this one belt when there is a champion with two belts? who would be very happy to collect paychecks fighting at 135 or 145. She wouldn't care. She gets paid championship money either way. So I don't know, Mike. It's very upsetting. Um, I've understood the reluctance in the past, but now I think we should be telling fighters, go ahead. If, you, if you're more comfortable fighting, if you're a woman, more comfortable fighting at 145, let's do it and let's make at least a little mini division of 15 fighters. You could definitely do it. with, with, a, with There's enough names there. Yeah. It, Frustrating, man. Why sign them? Like, I... You know that it's there's a there's such a potential for risk with weight misses and things like that. I don't yep. get it, but yeah, Chandler Dumont's with, with is what I went with. Just do it at one forty five. Who cares? Like you're still like Dumont's still having forty five fights. She just fought earlier, not earlier this month because it's October now, but she fought in September at forty five. Like what are we doing here? Weight cutting is still extreme. Weight cutting is silly. Making women's featherweights cut down to bantamweight for no reason is extra silly. Yeah, I it's agree. Just, it's so it's so it's so to fight other fighters who again were recently fighting as featherweights. I don't. I just don't. Why? <laughs> you have a friggin' champion in the division. For God's sake, have, there's a belt to go for. You're you're two wins away. You go to 145. You're two wins away. So silly. Um, okay. Do we have any extracurriculars, AK? Gosh, I feel like we were. I feel like we did a lot of extracurriculars just in our opening opening segment i will say check the tapes let's get points out there for mma heads who uh nerd and bk versus Derek minner good call there november 5th uh thomas collins i'm giving you a point too sir I, other people might have mentioned this but uh you know you're the only one who nudged me so people if you want points just bother me and i'll get you a point uh thomas collins like the brad tavares robocop uh greg rodriguez matchup ufc 283 january 21st and then a smattering of points to all the listeners for the uh, Daniel Rodriguez Magni fight, which is underway, uh, which is I, I don't know official yet, but we know is in the works, October fifteenth. Derek Lewis, Sergey Spivak, November nineteenth, and Calvin Gastelum and Nasrdin Imavov kicking off uh, the new year on January fourteenth. So a lot of people had those great picks. All right, no mic checks, no none of that stuff. No, I have a feeling we, we, we one of us is going to get checked for the Mike Davis, Patty Pimblett stuff next week. So we'll see. Guys, send, yeah, if you disagree with one of us, send it in. Let us know. Uh, Patty Pimblett, always, you know, always an intriguing matchmaking topic. Uh, and that's that's a, that's an interesting. I will say the Mike Davis one. I, I hate it, but you, you weren't the only it. one. Mike, you weren't the only one to just Barry O'Reilly. I think one of our most trusty uh, uh, listener matchmakers. And he loved it. He loves it. So. It's like it's like doing P90X. You hate it, but you love it. It's... <laughs> you are, is that what you're doing? Because you you are swole, so maybe I need to. No, I'm not. I did I did once upon a time, but the guy who uh, was the coach on P90X, it would always start with like, 
this is tough. He goes, you hate it, but you love it. And we all, <laughs> me and my wife just always like joke around all the time about that quote. So let's get to listener picks. Let's right. get into there. Uh, dad. Oh, let me hit him yeah, with please. Dis- please need to this time, guys, as categories rule, if you're the only one with a pick, you're probably getting a point. Uh, please people watch, you know, the common mistakes, wrong weight class, people who fought already. If you didn't put like a two or rematch next to the name, I'm going to assume you didn't know. Uh, people with a significant injury that we should all know about, you know, don't match them up. People who have been released, hard to keep track of, but try and note that. Uh, people who are already booked, this is easy to check. Uh, people who are teammates. Teammates or best friends, Mike, because people stop sending in Brendan Allen and Gerald Mearshart. This this is not the first time this happened on the show. I think it happened after Gerald Mearshart's last fight, too. Um, you know, got like, we get a lot of like... I, these two have both been around forever, and they've like they're both great grapplers. I can't believe this hasn't happened. I was like, yes, they're best friends. They're not going to fight each they're other. They're buds. They're buds. Maybe if they were both offered, you know, a, a, a title fight, a little fight someday, or just like, oh, here's a million dollars, go fight each other, guys. Yeah, I'm sure they'd enjoy punching each other in the face. But for some random like a prelim or or like featured main card bout, they're not going to do that. It's just guys. Please well, stop saying that. The last time I interviewed Gerald Mearshart when he was at his house, he had a Reebok cornerman's jacket their buddies with alan's last name on it hanging yeah. on his wall so there you go I, you I never mean, know in mma but we're just saying highly unlikely stop matching them up they're friends and uh, of course guys your pickups might be doo-doo and uh we don't want to read it and that uh hopefully that doesn't happen too much but yeah, yeah. well speaking of doo-doo dad jackson kicks us off oh my gosh he started off with brendan allen versus Derek brunson who is supposed to fight jack hermanson and then i already i already responded with doo-doo and he goes yeah i know uh, he says Latifi should retire, then immediately join the PFL. That's actually a good pick. Um, I saw a lot of that. I saw a few of those, yeah. Joaquin Silva versus Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson is booked to fight already in December against Mark Chikasey. Slava Claus versus Artem Lobov and BKFC. Could have sold out MSG, but we're too worried about McGregor versus Mayweather. I think he might have had a couple of... Uh, couple of uh, couple of pops last night. Whirly pops, yeah. Uh, he still still needs Sadiq versus Giga. Jan versus Rose Namajunas. I think that's a popular one. Again, Rose is kind of tough because she might go up to 125. Who knows? And I kind of would like to see her go up to 125, for being honest. Dern versus Andrade. And the aforementioned Randy Brown versus Michael Chiesa. Robbie Ryan, good day, Mick. Early nomination for... Uh, this is a, an early one, by the way. Oh, let me say, by the way, I, I do not want to see... Mackenzie Dern fight Jessica Andrade. No, I think, God. Goes, I think that goes very, very badly for her. She would get very dumped in her head very quick. Yeah, it would not be good. Not, it would not be good. That Ooh. would that'd be a career changer. Uh, he actually sent an early nomination for Otno. Understand his level of competition hasn't been outstanding yet, but I am well and truly on the bow nickel hype train. Toot toot. I reckon he could be competitive right now with anyone 25 to 15. I like the winner of Wilmington tournament versus Andre Petrosky. But that likely wouldn't happen until at least early 2023. I think Bo is ready to go again now. I know he's recently retired, but Kevin Holland would be an interesting matchup for the end of 22. Of course, Bo Nickel can now be match made for, but not again until December 11th because he's fighting Jamie Pickett. So, But he tried to get out in front of the first announcement. Unfortunately, he does not get an ot no point. He says Jan versus Andrade, the obvious matchup. I'd be interested to see Dern versus Thug Rose, but maybe not just yet. Dern versus Lupe Godinez is probably a more appropriate fight right now. Now, from what I understand, and I've looked this up to try to confirm this, apparently Lupe might have a fight coming up very soon, but I'm okay. not 100% sure on that. So I've reached out to the appropriate people to see if that is actually the case. So stay tuned for that. I could be totally wrong, but someone reached out to me and said that 
she's fighting on a certain date and I like didn't think much of it. And then I was just like, wait a minute. Who is she fighting? So hopefully I get an answer on that. Plus, uh, win, or, win or lose, you throw, you throw that uh, Mackenzie Dern fight. She'll hop on that in about two seconds. Yeah, I love that idea. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. Yeah, she'll, I'd be down for that. I thought about that myself. Randy Brown versus Wonder Boy. We did get a Brendan Allen GM3, but we've already disclaimed that. Uh, Hyone Barcelos versus Davey Grant. Not a bad idea. I think Barcelos is a little bit above that, if we're being honest. And he makes a bold prediction, AK. I think you should go and go to DraftKings and place a futures bet. By the way, Mackenzie Dern will be UFC strawweight champion by the end of 2023. What? That's what he said. How? How? That's what he said. How? Who's this? This is uh, Robbie Ryan. Robbie Ryan, a regular. Yeah. Send, send, do, send in your math. Send in your math. You, if you make a, if you make a statement like that after kind of a tough performance like she had on, I mean, actually, it wasn't a tough, wasn't a bad performance, but a, a tough loss, a tough loss on uh, on Saturday. You're gonna have to explain the path there. Because I agree, I, I think she can be a UFC champion someday. I think 2023 is completely out of the cards. I I do not see a path to that at all, given the other fights in front of of the rankings that still have to take place. I I don't see how that's possible. But yeah, and you, you have to think, no matter who comes out of the UFC 281 card as the strawweight champion, neither of those two women fight all that often. Yeah, right. Like that's they fight the once, maybe twice a year. That's a problem. So. What did you think of the Randy Brown Wonder Boy suggestion? Don't hate it. Who would you pick in that fight? I'd probably pick Randy Brown. Man, I might. I, I don't know. Go, I'm, it's, I must still go with Wonder Boy. It's a 50 it's, it's close. It's close. He's such a bad matchup for so many people. Like, there's so, like, like Luke A is an amazing but Randy can wrestle. Randy can wrestle, though. Randy can wrestle. This is true. And that has been a big problem for Thompson his recent losses. Yes. Yeah. But. Man, I don't. Yeah, it's true. That's one thing Luke, Luke A could not do. Luke A could not just impose his will with wrestling. Okay, fair enough. Chris London, it's been a while. Decent card. Can't wait for 280. Dern versus Kovalkiewicz. Now, Kovalkiewicz, my friend, is fighting UFC 281 against Sylvania Gomez Juarez. Come on now. Another Come Brown, on. another Brown Kiesa. Francisco Trinaldo versus Ian Gary. Do you like that idea? I do. Love it. Love it. I think uh maybe a little bit too tough of a matchup. Trinaldo is just but 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 listen, if if we're serious about pushing Ian Gary. Who uh, and again, I know this sounds similar to kind of how we talk about Pimblet, but Ian Gary I think is a much stronger prospect, um, not necessarily fame wise, but it's just what we see from we've seen from his fights. I I'm I'm willing to take that risk with him. And again, a loss to Trinaldo, which does not like ruin his career, you know. Barcelos versus Jack Shore. Jack Shore is injured, so can't accept that one. Trevin Jones. I don't think we get a lot of Trevin Jones picks, but he's picking Tony Gravely. I don't like that fight. I think Tony wins that one pretty easily. Um, but what I would suggest, and this is almost my wild card selection, Trevin Jones versus Randy Costa. Winner stays, loser leaves. That had been a great like contender series main event. Like you that put was it all a on the line. Shocking start to the card. Yeah. I like Ninja Kennedy. He's a very talented fighter, but man, I, I'm also everyone knows I'm like uh, when as far as age gaps go and MMA, if there's like a 10 year age gap between guys, I'm going to lean towards the more than 10 years in this case. Uh, I'm going to lean towards the younger guy like 99 out of 100 times. Um, I, I depends who the names are, of course, but that was shocking. Um, uh, I mean, we shouldn't be at this point. I don't know. I mean, Guto Kennedy just keeps finding a way. Uh, Chris Moutinho, how old is Chris Moutinho? Chris Moutinho is uh, probably around the same age as Randy Costa, I assume. A, a little bit, a little bit older. Big but. older, yeah. But uh, still considerably younger than than uh, than Guido Canetti. So hey, listen, maybe just keep throwing young guys at Guido and uh, and uh, at, at their own risk. 
Yusuf versus Zombie or Chikadze. Mike Davis versus Bobby Green. Now, Bobby Green, I, I don't know what's going on with him. I think he just had a surgery I saw on Instagram. So he could be out for a little while. But, I mean, no, Mike, again, is Mike's not the most active guy in the world. So mm-hmm. maybe that could happen. Borshev versus Jai Herbert. Santos versus Paiva. Castaneda versus Alateng Ali. Latifi and Olenek retire. Silva, Benoit, Saint-Denis. I don't like that match for Silva at all. Uh, Brendan Allen versus Andre Muniz. And Kennedy versus Canadian Chad and Ellinger. Okay. Don't mind that one. Uh, let's go to Toby. Let's see if we have anything different here. Dern versus the loser of Zhang Wei Li versus Carlos Esparza. I don't know if I love that one. Not a fan. I think I think it's just too much. I don't think she does well against either of those fighters. I don't either. Right now, so. Not right now. Brown, Kevin Holland. He's 100% not retiring. Ha ha. Trinaldo versus Gunnar Nelson. Barcelos versus Yaya in Rio. Yusuf Taporia, Shanus, Blake Builder, or Bilder, uh, Davis Klein, Ludovic Klein, there we go. Slava versus Trevor Peak, Santos Kang, Castaneda, Dana Batgari, Olenek, Chris Barnett. I don't mind that one. That'd be, I oh boy, that'd be fun. That'd be fun for as long as it lasts. Yeah, but that has to be the last fight for Alexi Olenek. Oh, I, I watched Alexi Olenek age 15 years in that fight. It was not fun to watch. That was an awful fight. Silva versus uh, Rafael Alves, Allen, Brendan Allen versus Anthony Hernandez, two. He stressed yes. the two, by the way. LFA, LFA. Jotko versus Weidman, Chandler versus Dumont in Rio, Stoliarenko, Pudalova, Kennedy versus Mendonca in Rio. I feel like uh, Jocko has to be the choice for whenever Weidman comes back. Whenever that is, it, it, Jocko maybe gets another fight before then. But it, he just feels like the perfect guy. It's definitely come to the show multiple times. Yeah, whatever. whatever again, Weidman, take your time. Jocko, take another fight in the next three or four months. Win or lose, you're you're you you are fighting the you, you take your middleweightiness and uh, and take it to the former UFC champion. Now John Ray did a great job here. John Ray did a great job here. Uh, I scored it a draw after 10-8, fifth, but no Robert Gray fight. Brendan Allen versus the Phil Haas, Roman Delides a winner. Yeah. Latifi versus the Delima Arlovsky winner. Brown versus the Magni D-Rod loser. Yan Janan versus the Barza Zhang Weili loser. And then he goes Dern versus John Daroba, but didn't specify the number two. No. Didn't specify the rematch. John Ray. B plus John Ray. How far removed are we from their first? It feels like not that long ago. It was last year, wasn't it? <sighs> December 2020. So I like the matchup, but yeah, you got it. Well, we're almost two years. Almost I actually would kind of like to see that fight again. Sure, I like you got you got to get that two in there though. Yeah, got to get that two in there. A couple more: Jared Biagin, Dern Lamosh, win or lose. Randy Brown versus Alex Barono, both are on four fight win streaks over underrated competition. Was that never booked? That's never been booked. It, that's one of those ones I feel like I'm surprised yeah. hasn't it was never even booked. Eh? Hayoni Barcelos versus Umar Namagamadov. Hayoni beats Saeed. Skill set will test Umar. Yusuf versus Ige. Davis versus Bahamondes. Santos versus Douglas Silva de Andrade, Latifi versus Arlovsky de Lima winner, Joaquin Silva versus the Guida Holtzman winner. I like that idea. Another Alan Hernandez two, Kennedy versus Frankie Signs, two 40 plus year old bantamweights. Now Frankie Signs uh, has not retired. I thought he did. No, he has one. He did an interview recently in February and said that he has one fight left on his deal. And he's coaching right now, and he's happy to just coach until that call comes for him to fight. So, not retired. 
Wow, 42 years young. Look at that. He has not fought since October 2020. So that's not a bad idea. Harry Dewaskin, Kennedy versus De Silva, Silva versus Giagos, uh, Latifi versus Hamdi, Abdul Wahab when he gets over whatever the non-injury was. Sure. Santos versus Arichi Lang. This would be a brutal fight between two guys with ridiculous chins. Yusuf versus Damon Jackson. I like that idea. Barcelos yeah, versus one. Cody Stamen. I like that one. Randy Brown, Jake Matthews. Jan Janan versus Tisha Torres. I actually don't mind that one. I uh, If 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 Jessica Andrade goes to 125, yeah, I, I'm cool with the Tisha Torres fight because they haven't fought, which is kind of crazy. What do you yeah, think of but Mike? That's, but that, that's one of those fighting back ones, though. Like, I feel like she's well ahead of Tisha in the rankings right now, and it's like, she's kind of like, it's a tough opponent. She has to fight back. It's not good for the resume, um, but I don't know. It would suck if she lost, right? Yeah. What do you think of Mike Davis versus Drew Dober? I love it. I love it. I'm into it. Marcus, a couple contender series picks. Raul Rosas Jr. versus Cameron Simon. Narul Alia versus Matush Rebecki. Janan versus Andraj. Anything different here? Daniel Santos versus Davey Grant. There you go. That's it. On to you, my friend. All right, I'll run through some of these. Yeah, for Yan Chanan, a lot of people want to see her fight Rose, but like you said, she might move up to 125. She doesn't fight that frequently. We don't know how long Yan would have to wait, even if she does stay at 115. Uh, Randy Brown and Michael Chiesa was a very popular pick, Mike. That's why I thought you were going to say that one earlier. I'll say Tristan Gordet commenting, saying, Brown is on a four-fight win streak. He's already fought guys that are in the top 10, Luque and Bilal. Why not give him another shot, top 15? No issue with that. Yeah, I agree. That's That's pretty good. Uh, Barcelos versus Yanez was another popular pick. A lot of Barcelos versus Umar Nurmagomedov. As as uh, you noted, Mike, he could become the Nurmagomedov hunter after having already beaten Saeed. A lot of people loving the Yusuf versus Toporia. Uh, uh, take that on short notice, October 29th. I would love that as well. Uh, what else? These are all consensus picks I'm reading out here. A lot of heat behind it. Elir Latifi, Rodrigo, Rodrigo Nascimento. Matchup. I don't. I got that from multiple people. I sure. Uh, Brendan Allen. Yeah, a lot of people want to see the Hernandez rematch and also Haas to Lise winner. That's also happening uh, October 29th. All right. Uh, I mentioned. So let me go to his email here. Tristan throwing out Barcelos, Davy Grant, Mike Davis, Joe Selecki, uh, Daniel Santos, Ari G. Lang, and uh, Chelsea Chandler versus Lucia Pudilova. It's not bad. Uh, Casey Carpenter also likes Dern versus Godinez. So like we said, probably not happening next for Godinez. Looks like she might have a fight, but uh, certainly something I could see happening in the future. Loopy would love to uh, love to have a shot at Mackenzie Dern. All right, that was our emails. I'll go to Instagram real quick here. Our pal Michael Conifrey of the Otno and MMA Fighting Memes page. Joaquin Silva versus Rafael Alves. I want to see a match between two stupid athletic creative and crazy brazilian lightweights so give him <laughs> give him alvis um brendan allen versus the hermanson brunson loser that's going down december 3rd ufc orlando mike daniel santos versus casey kenny hmm i think that might be eh. i think it's like might be too much but maybe it isn't because i mean santos i mean just Santos lost to Julio Arce. Who's good? Good fight. Yeah. Uh, but Arce clearly won that fight. Yep. So maybe one more before something like that, but we don't even know what's going on with Casey Kenny right now. So yeah. 
Yeah, and I, and I don't know what we have with Santos. Santos is a super talented striker, but yeah, it's a little and, wild. And let me just throw this out there, too. Um, from what I'm told, the Derek Brunson-Jack Hermanson fight is still slated to go down December 3rd in that Orlando card. But from what I understand, that is not the main event. Not the main, yeah, that's right. At yeah. least as of right now, it's not the main event. Yeah. It was originally supposed to be the main event before they took the show on the road. So apparently they're working on something a little bit bigger, which yeah. signed me up for that. And if everything falls through, if something falls through, I'm sure they could slot it into the main, no problem, two top 10 middleweights, but I, it's not the sexiest, not the sexiest. Yeah, you're trying to sell tickets to this bad yeah, boy, yeah. and I ain't going to do it. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, so uh, CJ at Southpaw Picks. Mike, explain to me the reasoning behind this pick, because CJ didn't. Um, Brendan Allen versus uh, Shermayev. Wow. I don't understand it i mean I'm is it sure like a punishment a punishment for shamayev like you don't get a top 15 guy we're gonna give you a tough opponent not in the top 15 because you missed weight and then hey listen we're talking about the brotherly bond between brennan allen and gerald nearshard oh revenge a little revenge factor for the for the family i mean brennan allen would love it i'm, I'm i just yeah I, I, i'm sure brennan has done interviews where he's called for it oh maybe that's it all right but, cj i was yeah, confused it's that's right it's probably not gonna happen but I mean that'd be that'd be an interesting little punishment. Hey, you're a win away from fighting you're a win in two divisions away from fighting for a title, but now you have to go fight the sixteenth best middleweight in the world. Does that make does that put Shamayev in the conversation for the does he become the middleweightiest middleweight? If that he beats would be Brennan good, Allen? That would be a good way to start his run to the UFC title, uh, the middleweight <laughs> in earnest. You know what I mean? It's like winning a mid card. It's like winning a mid card title first. You know, in like WWE, like oh, you win, you become intercontinental or US champion first. Oh, I love it. See how the fans react, and then it's like oh, this guy's really a star. Now we push him to the main. Yeah. Push him to the main Sorry, Paul Costa. He's fighting. He's got <laughs> he's got bigger stakes to go after. The 16th best middleweight in the world, Brandon Allen. Uh, Tino Alvarez and Tino. You had a lot of doo doo in your picks, but I I won't specify what I said. I said I wouldn't. Uh, Daniel Santos, Alatang Haile, Mike Davis, Ludovic Klein, and uh, Yusuf versus Jakate. Yeah, I'm kind of just like I said. I kind of still want to see that one. All right, Twitter. What was going on on the Twitter? Chris at Dragon Slayer two. Kennedy, could, how do you feel? You didn't like Tony Gravely and what was the one before? You didn't like Tony Gravely and Trevin Jones, right? I didn't love how, it. How I just think like I just Kennedy, think Gravely's Kennedy. so far ahead. I do like Kennedy and Tony Gravely. That's better. I think that's better. He's. I mean, listen. He's got Kennedy's got back-to-back finishes, so I'm cool with that. Jones has lost a bunch. I think what's he one and four in the UFC? Oh, who Gravely? Uh, Jones. Oh, Trevin Jones. Yeah, he's like one and four. Uh, it wasn't the one win over. Oh no, he does he have one actual win? I know one. Well, of the debut. Overturned. Yeah, the Mario Batista knockout, which was crazy. But the one he fought Timur Valiev. Yes. And was like a yes. minus. Like Valiev was like a minus nine hundred favorite. Some- Weird officiating in the fight first, and then later it was overturned to for other reasons, nothing to do for, with officiating. For, for the ganj, which is dumb. <laughs> smoking the weeds. He was smoking the weeds. The weeds. Uh, Mike Davis versus Benoit Saint-Denis. This is from Dustin Gedko. Huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, because it's not Patty Pimblett. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, uh, that was a test. I was, trying to, I was trying to slide that one under the fence there. Uh, That's interesting, though. If you do that, like, oh, man... If they go back to Paris, like, first quarter next year, I'd watch that one. That's a good fight. But, yeah, I'd rather see Mike Davis fight Patty Pimblett. But Dustin also me. said, run it back with Jan and Dern. Eh, I'm good. 
I don't need a rematch of that. <laughs> not not right now. Down the road, down the road. If, both, if these women want to run that one back, sure. But uh, immediate rematch, I'm all right. I'm okay. Hard pass. Uh, Liam Perry, I like like Randy Brown, Wonder Boy, Yusuf Zombie, Mike Davis for, versus uh, Forrest Zium. I love the matchup, but I think you might. Th- well, again, it goes against your pinball plans. And either way, Davis maybe further ahead than. Um, Zium in the rankings. Well, Zium's been pretty good, though. Zium's been pretty, a decent run. Decent he was run. out of the UFC, and they brought him back for the he Paris back, card. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here? I don't need to read all these out. Okay. Oh, someone, Mar- someone, someone just sent. Someone just texted me. One of my friends. Let me get oh, your God. thoughts on this. Oh yeah. Mike Davis versus Terrence McKinney. Uh. Yeah. No, it's a good. Yeah. 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 It's. A, I. I like it more than the Patty Pimble fight. I'll tell you that. Oh, right. how dare you? But yes. <laughs> Uh, Chris Martin, uh, you listen, uh, appalled by sort of what happened at the apex said, uh, Mike, what an insult to the fighters, the fans and the MMA gods to put Alan got Allen versus Jocko, the battle for the number 16 middleweight <laughs> on the main card. This was the big, this was the big controversy Saturday night. Thank you, Chris Martin for bringing it up. Uh, yes, that, that Alan Jocko did not get a main card spot despite fighting for number 16. The UFC must be taking the task for these high crimes and misdemeanors. I know some say card placement doesn't matter, but the stakes for that fight were higher than any of the UFC will put on the rest of the year. Uh, Chris, I hope you're I hope you're not still upset. Um, I hope you've had time. you're enjoying a nice Sunday. I'm giving we a, I'm giving you a half a point for that. We were all upset about it. Thank you, Chris, for uh, for bringing it again to our attention. Uh, Brendan Allen versus Brad Tavares: win, lose, or draw against Rodriguez. He says, "I don't care that he's booked against Greg Cop. This is this is the natural next fight for the newly crowned number sixteen middleweight. A lot of people are going to want that number sixteen middleweight spot. We've done it, AK. We've be- it took us years to Dang, build yeah. up this middleweighty middleweight title, and now we're, it's got some prestige uh, placed upon it. I love it. How do you feel about Yusuf versus Bryce Mitchell, Movsar Evloyev, loser?" I'm in. A, I'm I'm down a, with that. Big, he does have kind of the record for. It. He's like what five and one now. I think Yusuf five and one. At some point, you do have to give him a step up. And um, he I'm was down. Ahead of, I'm down with the Yusuf. Like if Yusuf, oh, he already fought her. But if Arnold Allen beats Calvin Cater, I'm down for Yusuf versus Calvin Cater too. Sure, sure. He was kind of ahead. It's funny because Yusuf was kind of ahead of some of these guys until, and then he's had some bad luck, I guess, with like missing out on some big fights. And some of these people have like moved ahead of him. So it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Mitchell and Devloya, both of them have, have kind of leapfrogged him. Without having to fight him, uh, Francesco, our, our man in Italy, Randy Brown versus Michelle Pereira, Mike Davis versus Nasir Hakpras, Chandler versus Dumont. Uh, all right, Clearest Values says Mike Davis is close. You hate it. It's not Patty Pimblet. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> oh, it's it's not it's not doo doo because I, we've talked about it on the show. Um, but I can I can say now that the fight between the October 29th matchmaking and matchup between Drakkar Close and Mark Madsen is all but done. Oh. Now, Mark Madsen had come out and he has a show apparently with some betting gambling website and announced that this fight was happening. Had some things to say about Drakkar. Drakkar has had many things to say about Mark as well, mostly because of fight ready. Drakkar was there, had some not so the nice things to say about Eddie Cha. This fight was, was Mark said it was done. And this is probably about a month ago. So yesterday, I'm scrolling social media and I see something. And I reach out to Jakar Close's people. And I say, hey, is this fight done now? Like, is this happening October 29th? And I'm told, technically no, but we have agreed in principle on the terms of the matchup. So I was like, okay. 
But here is here is the catch to this whole thing. The catch to this whole thing was this was Jakar Close's last fight on his deal. Mm. So the the thought process behind it was Close wants the fight, but October 29th it's probably not going to happen with the way his contract status is right now. So from what I'm told, some good news. And just remember this. Note, note it down. Write it down for future on to the next ones. Jakar Close signing a new multi-fight deal with the Ultimate Fighting Championship. And this fight is all but signed for October 29th. So Jakar Close versus Mark Madsen. All we're missing is the ink hitting the paper. So there you go. Yes. Uh, you're right. I, 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 now that you mentioned it, I recall this news too. Uh, it, it's apparent there's some documentary online about Mark O. Madsen. So uh, you guys can find that on YouTube. Uh, and I, I believe he mentions the close fight coming up. And you can learn more about uh, the uh, undefeated, I think, in the UFC so far. Uh, Marco Madsen, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, he's what four and zero. Yeah, four he's like, yeah, he got that win over Vin, hard fought win over Vince yes, Pichel. Very tough. The Olympian. So okay, there you go, guys. So uh, there's there's some close info for you. There's some Marco Madsen info for you. So uh, Mike Davis, that fight probably not happening next, but I wouldn't mind in the future. Uh, our pal Marcus McGahee, Jan Shanon versus Amanda Lamosh, win loser draw against uh, Mariana Rodriguez. Uh, Marina Rodriguez, excuse me. Yeah, that, I'd like that. Hmm. Brennan Allen versus, oh, the Muradov Baralio winner. They're fighting UFC 280 October 22nd. Interesting. I like it. Hayes the third. Uh, what's interesting here? Daniel Santos versus Ricky Tercios. Uh, Kevin Atavidad winner November 19th. I like that. Kennedy versus Kelleher. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I like that one. I'm into it. Must win for Brian Kelleher, that's for sure. Last two listeners here. The combat guy who starts off his message by saying, fun card. Mike, I don't know if you felt that way. Fun card. Fun first four fights. It was fun. Honestly, it was fun. It was it was fun before the Zuckman showed up. The Zuckman showed up right when Latifi and Olenek. Latifi. Yeah. Not a great fight. I mean, just the pillar of timing. Like the main event had its moments. The co-main event was not fun. Barcelos destroyed Trevin Jones. Yusuf killed Don Shanus. Mike Davis and Slava Claus was kind of one-way traffic. The Santos Castaneda fight was great. The mm-hmm. prelims are good. The pre- prelims are good. Sans Latifi Olenek. but I wouldn't categorize this as fun. This was a, as Jose Youngs likes to say, this was meh. Mm. Sorry, Cam, I got you. Uh, Mike is not on the same page with you, but you know, mm-hmm. hey, if you enjoyed, as we always say to people, if you enjoyed the card, good for you. Good. That's no. Don't let anyone tell you what isn't isn't fun. If you thought it was a fun card and you had a good time, that's what's important. Uh, the combat guy thrown out Yusuf Ige, Chelsea Chandler, Macy Chiasson. Yes, at 145, please. They, they didn't say that, but in my mind, I'm assuming that's at 145. All right, and Barry O'Reilly has some really good thoughts here. So, Barry, we're circling back to you, buddy. Um, so, what were some picks I liked here? Chelsea Chandler versus Bam Malecki. She's been out of action for a while, but that would make sense. I like Latifi versus Mo Usman. That would be really fun. I think huh. that's maybe a little too experienced. No. Yeah, maybe a little too experienced for Mo. I mean, you uh, you know, it would look weird, whatever. Uh, Latifi with um, what's his UFC record like nine and eight or something? Like, yeah, it'd be like nine and six. It'd be like six, fifteen UFC fights versus one. But hey, this is heavyweight, all right. What weird stuff happens. All right, and I want to read comments. Oh, I read. I already read the Mike Davis versus Patty Pimblett. Terrible pick. Nope. Um, horrible. Ra- oh, okay. Randy Brown versus what the Where's Patty Pimblett. No, yeah. Uh, Tony Ferguson. Huh. Brown is on a good winning streak and is fulfilling his potential. He deserves a big name fight, and while he would be the favorite, uh, 
uh, while Brown would be the favorite. Tony could still win this if he has a full camp 170 and would take the shine off an up-and-comer on a roll if he could win. I That's not bad. I Let me just say this. That's not bad. Let me just say this. I don't want to see Tony Ferguson fight anybody else but like the Joe Lozons of the world at this uh, point if he's going to continue fighting. However, sure. however, if the UFC is not going to do that, which they probably won't, I like this idea much better than the Li Jingliang idea. Like much, much, much better. Now, yes, not saying that Randy Brown can't knock out Tony Ferguson and just brutalize him. Or, it's or a possibility. Wrestle, or wrestle him. Maybe wrestle. You know, there could be a lot of wrestling in there. Right? Yeah. As well. But I feel like the I feel like the risk factor of being brutally finished is much less fighting Randy Brown. And there's no disrespect to Randy Brown. He's a great fighter. But much less than what Li Jingliang brings to the table. So I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be like crushed at the idea of that fight like I was with the Leech fight. It's not bad. Barry O'Reilly, it's not bad. It's much better than the uh, Mike Davis Patty Pendleton. Barry, Barry O'Reilly, I think you won on the next one. <laughs> you might, well, that's why I saved him for last. And uh, also, good, Yan Shonan versus Zhang Weili. Says regardless of uh, uh, you know uh, Zhang's next title fight and how it goes, I think the UFC goes in this direction and makes this fight for the next trip to Asia. Yeah, that would be an insane headliner. Uh, yeah. if they could take that to a card in Asia. Uh, Yan versus Zhang. Um, so good thinking there, yeah. And and Jan has talked about wanting to fight Zhang Weili for a long, 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 long time. So um, if that could happen, yeah, in a big show over there, uh, I think you'd be silly of the UFC not to consider it. So Barry, well done. You may have won on to the next one this week. Uh, take your, I don't know, honorary points or just your no prize and, and our love, which is, our love is more valuable. Our love and respect is more valuable than any honor point, I feel. So uh, people, if you guys want to play at home, uh, please reach out to me at Alexander K. Lee on Twitter, <laughs> at Alexander K. K. Lee on Instagram, and at Alex.Lee at SBNation.com. Yes, uh, Barry O'Reilly, the 16th best matchmaker in the world. So that, that oh, is absolutely. a coveted position. So no show next week. No show next week. In the United States, it's actually a long weekend, as a matter of fact. And the UFC is back October 15th, 13 days from right now. And a lot of people... We're saying, oh, these two cards back-to-back are awful. I actually think this October 15th card is much better than this card we got last night. Main event, Alexa Grasso versus Viviani Arujo. There are stakes in that one at 125 pounds. Jonathan Martinez fighting Cub Swanson at 135 pounds. Askar Askarov versus the Raw Dog. Yes, the Raw Dog Ugh. is back in our lives. Brand Roy Val. You know, after Jizzy Mac, nothing is nothing <laughs> sounds bad anymore. Misha Surkinov versus Alonzo Menafield. Neil Magny versus Daniel Rodriguez on this card. Pierre Rodriguez, Sam Hughes. CJ Vergara versus the undefeated prospect Tetsuro Tyra. Oh, yes. Mana Martinez versus Brandon Davis. Mike Jackson is back. He's back. Against Pete Rodriguez. Victor Henry is back on this card against Rafael Asuncao. Melzik Bagdazarian versus Joe Anderson Brito. That's going to be a crazy fight. Nick Maximoff, which means might have a Diaz sighting. Taking on Jacob Malkoon. There's going to be zero punches thrown in that entire fight. And Dusko Todorovic versus Jordan Wright. As of right now, it'll kick things off. So, I mean, if we're talking on paper, the gymnastics score, it's got to be a point higher than 61 is it not this this card is better this card is better i don't know i'm gonna have to crunch the numbers but this card is definitely better and by the way uh you guys have a long weekend coming up as do we because we we celebrate real thanksgiving 
uh, in, in Canada on that weekend. So uh, people can say Canadian Thanksgiving, but we have real Thanksgiving. So since we probably won't, I, I don't think we have plans to do a show, Mike. Maybe we will. I don't know. Maybe we'll do some. Ad- I don't want to promise anything. We'll, we'll do, a, do a show on the, the weekend off. But if we don't, you guys don't hear from us this upcoming weekend. Uh, to all my Canadians, happy Thanksgiving. All right. Well, we are done. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you in two weeks on a brand new episode of On to the Next One, the podcast. MMA is supposed to be fun, by the way. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.